BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. With Capella University's FlexPath learning format, you can earn your degree online at your own pace and get support from people who care about your success. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. This isn't your average business podcast, and he's not your average host. This is the James Altucher Show on the Stansberry Radio Network. So, so Dave uh, Asprey, and we've got Claudia Altucher also on this podcast because Dave, I needed the big guns with me for this one because you're so full of information in your book, The Bulletproof Diet, that comes out today because we're releasing this podcast on the day that your book comes out. That I needed to bring Claudia with me because she's like an expert on everything. I'm loving it, is what it is. Yes, Hello. that is so cool, and I appreciate it. <laughs> now, Dave, did you drink Bulletproof Coffee this morning? I drink Bulletproof Coffee every morning. Like, I find... So, and just, just to describe, so so basically, for people who don't know who you are, uh, Dave Asprey, you wrote The Bulletproof Diet. Uh, let me read the subtitle, because it's a great subtitle. Lose up to a pound a day, reclaim energy and focus, upgrade your life. And I have to say... So I read this, you, you sent me a version of this book a couple of months ago. I read it, Claudia read it. We, we've been doing the, the Bulletproof Coffee, we've been doing Bulletproof Sleep, and it's really, incre- it actually works, it's really incredible. Yes, it works. It's awesome to hear you guys say that, and people sometimes say, how did, the, how did Bulletproof Coffee get so popular? How did the Bulletproof Diet get so big and, and that was it it's, it works like you can feel bulletproof coffee the first day it's not like a green smoothie where you're like well i, I kind of feel really hungry <laughs> but i know it's good for me so i'll just keep doing it and, and i'll probably lose some weight over time uh, so, but you're like something hit me upside the head and i feel amazing and it just keeps working and that's in my my experience like for seven years i've been doing this so so i want to i want to hear you know the bulletproof diet almost sounds like like a comic book, like you're a bulletproof man. And so with, with any superhero, I want to hear kind of the, the you know, the only thing, the, the main thing that makes Superman interesting is that he's from another planet with a red sun. So I want to hear what your origin story is. Like, how did you, what, where do you come from? Like, who are you? All right. I'll tell you my superhero version. And yes. Then I'll tell you the normal version. All right. Superhero version. My grandparents met on the Manhattan Project in Chicago and moved to Los Alamos. This is not a joke. Uh, my grandmother won a Lifetime Achievement Award for so you're, her work so you're, in the field. So you're a mutant. You're, you're serious? You're, well, you're, that's, that's only half. You're, you're <laughs> actually a mutant from, from nuclear radiation. Only 50%. The other half comes from Roswell, New Mexico. <laughs> so, so you're an so alien mutant. mutant. <laughs> that's, that's my superhero story. Oh, my uh, God. But, 
the 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 other less interesting but more more maybe topical one is that I used to weigh 300 pounds and I had arthritis in my knees when I was 14. I was obese when I was young and my health was really bad, but I was trying to do the right things, at least the things that I thought were right. After I had a couple of knee surgeries, I decided I was going to lose the weight no matter what. And I worked out an hour and a half a day, six days a week, and I cut my calories down to about 1,800 a day, and I cut my fat, and I got stronger than all my friends, and I was still fat, and I was fatter than my friends who ate way more than I did and exercised way less than me. And I just felt guilty about it. And I finally realized one day that, you know what, this just doesn't work. Like, it's not that I'm not trying hard enough. It's not that I'm a bad person or that I lack willpower. It's just that the techniques that I've been told about don't work. And sometimes I lose 20 pounds or they come rushing right back. Uh, and for the most part, that exercise in low calories was a complete failure. Then my career progressed a little bit, and that kind of yo-yo dieting and excessive exercise started taking its toll, along with environmental toxins and stress and poor sleep and all the other things. And I started getting really bad brain fog. I, when I was 26, made $6 million in the dot-com boom. And when my brain started turning off, I was kind of terrified because in Silicon Valley, you make your living with your brain and your creativity and it's, it's cognitively demanding and I couldn't bring it mentally. Dave, sorry to interrupt, but how, yeah. how did you make the six million in the dot-com boom? This is a company called Exodus Communications. Okay. I was the founder of the consulting group there. We grew that to 1,500 people in about three years, just that part of the company. This was a company that, that I would argue played a pivotal role in the creation of cloud computing. Google's first servers, Hotmail servers, Yahoo servers were all in our infrastructure. So the first wave of, of growth of the internet, about one in four clicks on the internet went through the infrastructure that the company I worked for built. I, I, now, remember, I remember Exodus very well, actually. I remember I was, a, a, I was the stupidest investor alive, and I remember thinking, <laughs> I remember thinking, oh, this stock is 50 cents. It can't possibly go to zero from here. So I bought, the, I bought a huge <laughs> amount of this stock. So, so I, I know uh, it well. Well, my, uh, my apologies for that at the end. It, it was an amazing company. And it, uh, we, we really did build 42 giant data centers that, that were foundational. I mean, eBay servers when they're building. It was amazing. All the big companies you've heard of now that are multi-billion dollars, they were using our internet. They were using our stuff. And yeah. as a young, you know, mid-20s guy, I ended up sitting in on our board meetings at this company. And I, I literally saw the inner workings of all this. It was amazing. But when my brain started crumbling, for lack of a better word, I was kind of afraid because I loved my work. And I, I just couldn't bring it anymore. How, how, I was can you, how, to. how could you tell your brain was crumbling? Like, what were the signs of that? Well, I would sit in a meeting and I just wouldn't remember anything. So I became like addicted to my, my notepad. But there'd be times people would ask me questions, things I knew that I should know that I just didn't remember. And sometimes I would try and conjure up like an image of how something worked. And, and I could see that, that it didn't work. And then I started using this really high tech. Uh, brain measurement tool called pre-cell. It's a free solitaire game you can get. 
on, on basically PCs. The reason free cell is interesting is that it always has a solution and it's a relatively demanding game. It's a working memory test that isn't quite as good as a psychology test, good. but going back 10, 15 years, you could predictably finish. If you play three games, you know whether they were hard or easy. Wait, can you, can you spell it? What, what's the game? game? Well, can you, I'm sorry. Oh, Dave, can you... F-R-E-E-C-E-L-L. Freestyle. Okay. Today, you could use Quantified Mind, which is about a thousand times better. But at the time, I just needed to do a task every day and notice that, wow, some days I totally suck at this. And other days I can do it. So it wasn't that I just thought I was weak some days, but something was wrong some days, but not others. And I started going, wait a minute, it, there's got to be a signal. I, I'm, my background is like computer hacking, complex systems analysis. I'm going to hack myself. And it was that knowledge from FreeCell plus a burning desire to keep working and to do the stuff that I love that made me start hacking my body and figuring out what it was that I could do that would make my brain work. Hmm. So, so, so you, you didn't think it was stress-related because you kind of had the same stress every day. So there must have been some other factor uh, you could control for to see what was do going well on the days where your brain was working and what was going poorly on the days when your brain wasn't working? I, I did eventually get there. My first thought was, why don't I just take some smart drugs? So back then, smart drugs were not around like they are today, and I ordered a bunch of them from Europe, and smart drugs made my brain work well enough that I could then start paying attention to other environmental things besides stress, um, like uh, food quality. And... I kept a careful journal of what I would eat and when I would notice that my brain worked well, when I would measure that it worked well and when it wasn't. And I figured out, for instance, that if I had gluten, I was fine the day after the gluten, but two days after I had gluten, I would start dropping words like crazy. My brain wouldn't, wouldn't bring things up. As I am today, I don't, when I'm on stage or on a podcast, I don't ever grasp for a word and go, what was I going to say? Or what's the word for that? It's so rare that when it happens, I take note of it and I say, all right, what did I do? And I can usually tell you what I did in the last three days that affected even one word dropping in a day. Really? Wow. So like, what's, what's an example yeah. like gluten that you could take today where two or three days from now you're going to start dropping words? Like what would be a, a you call it kryptonite uh, in your book, but like what's an example of kryptonite you, you would take today that would cause even like a minimal loss of, of brain function, you know, two or three days from now? When you take, say, a chemical in your food or a naturally occurring anti-nutrient or just something you're allergic to, you can get a short-term response, which usually reflects itself as a, like a two-hour delay. Sometimes it's even shorter than that, sometimes a little bit longer. They're like, wow, I, I have a food craving. Like, I, I want cookies after lunch. I, I really want coffee. Well, something happened biologically to cause that. It's not that, you know, oh, look, I'm a bad person. I'm having a food craving, or I'll just have to burn up my willpower on that. It's that you did something to cause it. It's within your control. You just don't know the levers. So for me, if someone put a little bit of soy sauce, which is just, completely wrong for me and honestly it causes problems for a lot of people who don't know it but that stuff i'm going to feel not so good in about two hours i'm going to just crave sugar which doesn't happen anymore i don't get food cravings unless i eat the wrong stuff and then the, the next day or the day after from the gluten in it i'm i'm going to have a harder time coming up with these words and it's not like coming up with words is that big of a challenge because we all talk 
But when you want to have a sentence flow and you want to think and talk at the same time, it takes a bit more brain energy and focus than you would expect it to. So if you drop words, even just occasionally, or you catch yourself stuttering because you're trying to think, that's a sign that something in your brain isn't quite perfected. That's interesting. So, so okay, so... Take us back then to the origin story. You're you're in these meetings. You're 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 losing brain function. You've already started doing the basics of biohacking, and you, you you've started doing uh, the smart drugs. Now, where are you at? Well, I decided that I would start attending meetings of an anti-aging research group that had been meeting in Silicon Valley in Palo Alto for at the time about a decade, and within a year, I was asked to join the board. And to this day, I'm chairman of the Silicon Valley Health Institute, which for 20 years, once a month, has brought world-class aging experts, researchers, nutritionists. We bring them in to give a lecture to the public about things that you've probably never heard of. So I benefited from you know, a dozen times a year talking with these experts, learning from them, and I've done a ton of my own research. And along the way, early on, I went to a doctor for this brain fog. It was just my GP. And I said, you know, I think vitamin C makes me feel a little bit better. It's the only thing I can find. And he said, stop. Vitamin C will kill you. Okay, so, so, like, so, so you, thought, you thought vitamin, you were, were you taking vitamin C pills or were you drinking orange juice? Like yeah. how, how are you taking the I vitamin was, C? I was taking pills. I was doing about three grams a day. And when my doctor said it would kill me, I'm like, well, what about Linus Pauling? Double... Nobel laureate, and who took 90 grams a day and kind of invented vitamin C in terms of biochemistry. And the guy didn't know who he was. <laughs> so I fired my doctor, and I took care of myself. And four years of basically buying whatever I wanted online that I thought would affect my consciousness or my weight or my ability to perform. I pulled out all the stops, and I ended up spending $300,000 over the course of 15 years trying stuff, seeing what worked, seeing what didn't work, and understanding why. And I just started blogging to share that because it wasn't fair that I had this early win, even though the company went bankrupt and I lost my $6 million. I at least had enough money for a couple of years to really fix myself and then to upgrade myself. And I, I perform so well now compared to any time in my life that I'm, I, just, I wake up every morning going, I can't believe this is my life because I didn't grow up with this. Well, what was... What was the longest it took you to realize something wasn't working during this period? You mean something that I was experimenting with? Yeah, something you were experimenting with that you thought might have been working, but it took you a long time to figure out it wasn't working. You know, it was probably the raw vegan diet. And there's something that I call the, the vegan trap that happens. I'm willing to eat buckets of gravel. If that's what would make me feel best and perform best, uh, um, gravel with raw liver, I just don't care. I, I will put it in my body if it works better. So I found out that raw vegan food actually tastes really good when you, when you prepare it right. I became kind of an expert in that. But after the first three months where you feel amazing, stuff happens. I started getting more food allergies. I started getting really strange tooth pain, which is reported. I started getting cold a lot. And there are a bunch of recovering raw vegans on the, on the Bulletproof diet now because you can end up doing some damage to the mitochondria in your body when you get the wrong types and ratios of fatty acids. 
So you get an upregulation of mitochondrial function for about three months, and so longer in some people, less in others. And you can sustain for a while, but like things don't work the way they once did. You start getting joint pain and muscle pain and things like that. So it took me a good three or four months where like I felt good, and then it started declining in subtle, annoying ways that I didn't associate with the diet. So then I doubled down on the diet because it made me feel so good. And this is the trap. It worked for a while, so you want to keep doing it. And I added meat back into my diet, but I stayed raw. So for about three or four months, I was a raw omnivore. I'd eat carpaccio or, or sushi. And that helped a bit. But it was when I switched to a high healthy fat diet that I really, really regained most of what I was looking for. But I still have food allergies that I didn't have until I was a raw vegan, which I had a hard time hacking. I'm still working on, on the end of food allergies. Okay, so, oh, you wanted to say something, Claudia? I, have, I, I had a question. Um, in, in the book, there is a very interesting story. You and I have something in common, and is uh, doctors in, uh, have given me a, a, an ungodly amount of antibiotics for a very long period of time. <laughs> And I, I read that you ha had experienced something similar. And so my stomach never settles. And I heard about some kind of a pig worm experiment you did. <laughs> well, I did mention I was going to eat anything. One of the fascinating things that came out of research in the field of autism, which is an area where I've done some charitable work for years, I, I really think we can dramatically reduce autism by doing things before, we, before and during pregnancy and in the first years of life. And one of the things that we find in autistic kids is this disturbed gut biome. And a father discovered that if you get parasites, basically worms in your gut, that it can downregulate excessive autoimmune function. So there's now a protocol where you can take pig with worm eggs. These are parasites. You swallow them in water. They grow in your body for about six weeks. They change your immune system. And then they can't reproduce in humans, so then they die. So there's no chance of you know, permanently having worms. So I ordered these. As soon as it, this was released, I found a supplier in Thailand. I ordered pig, pig whipworm eggs, and I drank a little vial of them. And I didn't get any benefit from doing it. Oh. <laughs> and I spent $900 on, on oh. eggs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because you kind of a scary. My my hand was on the 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 you know checkout button right now when you when you were saying this, but you didn't get any you didn't get any benefit from it. No, but there is very good documentation. It's called Hellman therapy, and Hellman is the Latin name for basically worms. So there are autistic kids, people with Crohn's disease and other autoimmune conditions who benefit almost overnight from this kind of stuff. It, it's really profound, That's but awesome. in my case, it didn't work. And I actually know why. One of the things that made me a hard case for biohacking is that multiple times in my life, I've lived in houses that had water damage from broken pipes or from, from floods. Mm -hmm. And environmental toxic mold that just grows in the walls has a completely different effect on different people. And I just finished filming a documentary with like a five-person film crew going around the country, Dr. Amen and Dr. Hyman, and other sort of luminaries in, in the field of, of, of functional medicine are in this talking about what these molds do. Roughly one in three of us get seriously whacked wow. by these things. Like, But the rest of us, we just get cancer and heart disease and things like that from <laughs> environmental molds. So it, this is a major problem, and I'm looking to raise, to shine a light on this over the next year so people understand 
like like what's going on in the in your bedroom or in your kitchen or in your bathroom may actually be affecting your cognitive performance, affecting your mood stability, and making you fat. Because certainly that was a major contributor for me. How can you um how can you check that around your house? Well, there's a few videos on on the bulletproofexec.com about that. But one of the things that you do is you say, well, is there a leak in the roof? Are there stains on the ceiling? And I recommend anyone who's looking to move, whether it's a rental or a purchase, have a home inspection. And most good home inspectors are going to say, look, the sprinkler's been hitting the wall of the house on the outside. There's probably water inside the wall. And behind that drywall, there's going to be black mold. And you can't see it, but it can seriously make you ill. Wow. It's even worse if you're looking to have kids because toxic mold exposure in the womb can have all sorts of devastating effects. It's so well documented in animal literature, but most people just don't know about it. But these are the things, weird environmental things. You can't even see it. And drawing the connections between what happens there and what happens in your gut or in your brain, or even just you have joint pain for no reason, or you have strange nightmares, all of those can be correlated with what you ate, what you breathed, and what you were around. Wow. And it's drawing those just careful things. That's a part of biohacking. But because the research is done, it's pulled together from many different places. The Bulletproof Diet is about building a program specifically for food that, that eliminates massive numbers of things that are likely to be kryptonite for you but may not be. So you can sort of get rid of all the crap, see how you feel, and go, oh, this is how I'm supposed to feel. Well, let me add the stuff back in. All the suspect foods is what we call them on the roadmap. And then you can test it. And from there, there's lots of things you can do to make your brain smarter. And I talk about sleep quality and some other things in the book. But the idea that you're in charge of your biology and that when you change your environment, you change your own biology is fundamental. And food is just the beginning. Well, it's interesting, Dave. And I want to I wanna get to the book now, The, the Bulletproof Diet. I, I got the book. And then I didn't even have all of your ingredients that you saw off, off your site, but Claudia and I had um, a specific deadline. I had to finish a book in a weekend, and I had a whole bunch of edits from an editor, and they didn't think I would be able to do it. They were trying to buy themselves time. <laughs> so, so what I did was I put together totally your Bulletproof coffee. We had, uh, the, we had very high-grade coffee. Didn't have your coffee. We had high-grade coffee. Uh, we had uh, coconut, coconut oil. Extra virgin. Coconut we had extra, extra virgin coconut oil. So not exactly the MCT8 coconut oil extract, but we had uh, the extra virgin coconut oil. And we had grass-fed ghee. And we had grass-fed ghee. So we mixed it all together. I had like maybe three cups a morning. I wrote 170 pages that weekend and probably <laughs> edited out 140 pages and totally finished the book. They were completely stunned, the people on the other side. Like, the whole book was completely rewritten. And it works. Like, we still, I, every morning now, I have, then, then we started getting your ingredients direct off your site, but... Every morning now, I have uh, some version of Bulletproof Coffee. And the most shocking thing is that then it's, a, it's around 1 p.m. and we'll realize, wow, we, we haven't eaten anything. And yeah, I don't get hungry till about <laughs> 2. We, we wake up early. We wake up like 4 or 5 a.m. and we start drinking this. I'm not hungry until about 2 in the afternoon. And then some days I'll only have like one meal because of this Bulletproof Coffee. Yeah. Isn't it kind of liberating to just not be thinking about food all day long? You know, the weird thing is, I feel I, like starting around 10, I feel like I should be thinking about it, <laughs> but I'm like full. 
I'm like, I'm feeling so full. I'm almost feeling like I'm bloated, but um, I'm completely not hungry and uh, and I have a ton of energy. So I've stopped going out. Like normally I would go out to like a cafe in the morning, but I just don't, I just don't need to do it. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm cranking. So that, and that's just like chapter one of your book, but maybe what, what, what is up with, so, so I get it with the, the ghee in the coffee actually, because that, uh, uh, gives you some sort of, um, you know, obviously if you're having fats and proteins, you're not going to be as hungry, but what's up with the coconut oil? Well, coconut oil is about 6%, uh, something that, that is called MCT8. It's uh, the very, very shortest chain saturated fat that's in coconut oil. It's the most precious part of it that very quickly converts to ketones in the body. So it converts, actually, to, it converts to what? I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. It converts to ketones. These are the, okay. the fat-burning bodies that you have. You can be in ketosis if you're like on the Atkins side or if you're fasting for multiple days. The... The big problem, though, is no one wants to fast for a few days, and mm. it's very tough to go into ketosis because you have to eat extreme low amounts of, of carbohydrate. If you're using brain octane oil, which is just a concentrator from coconut oil, then your body has a relatively abundant supply of energy from fat, and your brain prefers energy from fat even to energy from sugar. So as you're listening to this right now, it's almost certain that your brain is running on just glucose unless you're on a, a special diet. And what Brain Octane lets you do in Bulletproof Coffee is simultaneously have glucose present in your brain, but a backup alternative fuel source you can burn at the same time, which is called ketones. So you get more ATP more consistently in the brain, and a certain percentage of your brain function, uh, from memory I think it's 14 to 16%, can come from fat if you do this every day for a month, according to a study where they actually looked at what percentage of energy metabolism comes from fat versus sugar when the fat's available. Since you would get sick if you had 18 spoons of coconut oil, but you can have one spoon of brain octane oil, that's why I add it to bulletproof coffee. It doesn't change the flavor. It just makes you feel full and focused and full of energy. And it also has an effect on thermogenesis, which is the way your body burns fat. Well, it's interesting because we did just switch to the MCT8, and I found that the flavor was better, um, yep. and and the energy was higher. So I was able to very quickly notice a difference. So you did feel it. I mean, coconut oil is, is kind of a nice flavor, but for me, it it isn't that good in coffee. <laughs> but well, I was, the, I was the getting doesn't change the flavor. It, it it was enough change in the flavor, and it was a little bit greasy Very that I was lips, I was getting yeah. yeah I was feeling like I was smacking my lips a lot because it was like <laughs> kind of greasy in the lips. But the MCT8 is very mild in terms of like uh, the change in flavor, so so it was great. I I preferred the change, and then um, the the ghee just makes me feel full. So uh, yeah, that's what the ghee is there for. So you get the energy from the brain octane oil, uh, which is thermic for that MCT8, and then you get the uh, you get that fullness from the ghee, and ghee has another thing in it, and same as butter. I, butter is frothier and creamier for most people. They'll prefer ghee so they don't get as much of an oily feel. There's something in it called butyric acid. It's a short chain fat, and butyric acid is shown in multiple studies that I reference in the book to have very good effects on inflammation in the brain and in the body. So by eating butyric acid, as well as producing it by the bacteria lower down in your gut, you get multiple benefits. 
So the idea that, that butter actually is doing something beneficial for you besides just make you feel full, it, it's well documented in science. So butter is good for you if it's good quality butter from grass-fed cows. Well, it, it's interesting you mentioned inflammation because I'm seeing more and more studies that inflammation is almost the cause of every physical problem we have. Like it, it's almost like the catchphrase to like blame inflammation now for everything. And this is related to the paleo diet that somehow like carbs, I guess, increases the inflammation in the body. So, so well, I, it it's kind of like that. Not all carbs increase inflammation, and on the paleo diet, excessive protein or low quality protein can also increase inflammation. So I look at inflammation as a symptom that you did something wrong. And when you have inflammation, it will drive things like joint pain, cognitive dysfunction, cancer, heart disease. Like inflammation is always present, but something causes the inflammation. So it's like an intermediate step. It's not necessarily the cause. It's a symptom and something made inflammation happen. And it could be that autoimmunity because you ate something that made your immune system attack itself. It could be that you directly ate, say, a, a toxin. Uh, or you ate something you're allergic to, or you just had too much lifestyle stress, you didn't sleep, and you keep getting drunk, and that causes inflammation too. <laughs> mm, right. Well, it's it's funny. So we just got your we just got the bulletproof sleep kit. Um, we got your uh, the mat, which I guess uh, is like a kind of has, your mat. Yeah, it's like the it's like a, it's got these pointy things, so it does acupuncture of some sort. But I guess the idea yeah, the sleep is. In, oh, go ahead. It's a sleep in. It's called a sleep induction mat. Yeah, there you go. And, and so I guess the idea is it causes slight amount of pain that endorphins are released, which which makes you uh, happier and sleepy. If you, have you ever seen a puppy? Like if you hold a squirming puppy, if you just hold it still for a minute, it just melts in your arms and relaxes. Hmm. The sleep induction mats like that. You lay on it, it has these little tiny spikes. They don't actually penetrate your skin, but but they're they're sharp. And you lay on it and you go, oh my god, this is sharp. And then your body freaks out. But when you just make yourself lay on it for about a minute, then it's like your fight or flight response turns off. You just melt into it. And then that endorphin release happens. And you sleep more deeply all night long because of the endorphins. Like, it's a neat little hack. I love that thing. Yeah, it reminds me of the fakirs in India that used to sleep on beds of nails. That that was the first <laughs> image that came to my mind when we laid on them last night. But may, maybe they were using a version of this, but just that their endorphin tolerance was so high that they needed to first get on nails first. <laughs> yeah, I would say sleeping on a bed of nails is, is more advanced, and it sounds so masochistic. Yeah. <laughs> I would have never... I, I would have never believed that, okay, you lay on this thing, which clearly is going to hurt, but it doesn't hurt that much. But it's not masochistic because you just have this brief little little burst of pain as your nervous system starts complaining. You tell it to be quiet, and then it's it's meditative and relaxing, and I feel amazing when I lay on that thing. Well, will you use it during the day? Like if you're feeling stressed during the day, will you use it? Yeah, I put it on the back of my chair, and sometimes I stand on it. That's what makes me doing. I, I had tender feet my whole life. I couldn't walk barefoot outdoors because it would just hurt. And I would force myself to do it for days on end, and my feet would never toughen up. But I would put this mat on the floor under my feet barefoot, and I just let my feet rest on these spikes, and I would stand on them. And after a week, I totally changed the way my nervous system worked in my feet, and I could walk outside without, like, masses of pain, which, which had been a goal of mine for years. Wow. Well, and the other thing we did with the Bulletproof Sleep is we got your uh, the containers of GABA. GABA. So may maybe describe what GABA is oh. and what it does for the body. 
Well, there's a, a, an amino acid called GABA, which is common in your food, and it's an inhibitory neurotransmitter. And so you can buy GABA just like at Whole Foods. The problem is that it doesn't cross the blood-brain barrier that well. And we came out with a supplement called GABA Wave, which is a form of GABA that's far longer lasting in the body. And we packaged it inside something called a liposome, which is a fatty acid droplet that's used in the pharmaceutical industry to make sure that things get into the body well. And that supplement called GABA Wave is related to what we just talked about because what it does is it enters the body and it triggers that relaxation response. So instead of feeling like the physical stress of travel, say you're getting jet lag, you're on an airplane, bad air, bad food, all the stuff that happens, you take this and your response to the stress is just less. So you become more resilient. And it was originally used actually for jet fighter pilots in Russia when this form was invented. And today we have a professional race car driver who takes it before he goes out on, a, on the track because he wants the calm focus that happens there. Mm. And because it's long lived in the body as opposed to the GABA you buy at the store, GABA wave helps you with sleep later that night. So focus all day, sleep all night. So I use it for jet lag every time I travel. It's a huge difference. So do you take it during the day if you're uh, feeling unfocused, for example? Oh, yeah. I take it in the morning, uh, anytime before noon. And I actually take it right before bed if, if it's convenient because I have control of, of how quickly I go to sleep. But for a lot of people, when they have a lot more focus, even if they're relaxed, they just want to think about stuff instead of going to sleep. So if you have a hard time closing your eyes and just passing out, then you wouldn't take it before bed. But for me, I'll do it before bed. For most people, I just say take it before noon. You'll have a great day, and then you're going to sleep better than normal. Oh, that's, that's funny, different it, than yeah, how we did it. We, yeah, we've been taking it at night. Yeah, to help okay. you sleep. Right. So it, it does do that. It just it lasts for thirty six hours in the body. So you want to make sure you take it every other day. Like it's a very powerful supplement. Probably wow. the second most powerful, third most powerful, maybe that I've ever made. So when you say take it every other day, we got these um, containers, and you then we've been doing to. like uh, four or five milliliters uh, per dosage. So so we, we, you know it, it five it'll, drops. It'll take a while to run out of a container. So the, the GABA wave little mini shots, these ampules, you, you twist off the top, and they're meant for you to take the whole ampule. You just swallow the thing. It's a strong flavor. Oh, and I see. Some people, some people do okay on half an ampule, but the idea is, is that's a month's supply in one pack. They're cool because you, you fold it open, and then you just pull an ampule out. You can put it in your pocket. You put it in your luggage, and it's just it's something you just put in your pocket. You drink it, and you're done. So, so in in um, the next part of the book, you kind of I like how you sort of break out what the bulletproof foods are, all the way down to what the kryptonite foods are. So, what what are some uh, bulletproof foods that people can consider for breakfast, lunch, dinner, as opposed to kryptonite foods? Just so people can have an idea. Sure. Before I do that, why don't I just tell people where they can download that for free? You don't have to buy the book or anything else. I just want this info out there because people are a lot nicer when they have good food. Mm. Yes. Yeah. You can go to go to bulletproofdietbook.com and you can get the infographic there. And if you buy the copy on Amazon right now, you can pre-order it. Then you can just forward your receipt over using the info at orderbulletproofdietbook.com. And then I'll send all a bunch of free videos. So you could be looking at the roadmap right now. It's designed to be printed on your fridge and it tells you what to eat when and which foods are less inflammatory than others and cause better performance. Great. So at the top of the list, what you'd find is things like grass-fed beef, green vegetables, 
And I actually tell you which ones need to be cooked before you eat them. Like it's a common misconception that, oh, you should eat your kale raw. It turns out that there's a good reason that you might want to cook your kale, your collards, your spinach, and your cabbage rather than just eating it raw because they inhibit thyroid function and because they can build up oxalic acid in the body. What, what about, what about? can I have kale mixed with bacon at least, or is that no good? <laughs> sure, you, you can, but just cook the kale. So it's, it's, I'm not saying kale is bad for you. I'm saying that when you cook your kale, that it's better for you than eating it raw. But what about bacon? Because that's what I really want to be good for me. You, what you want to do is you want to just put the bacon right in your juicer and just have bacon juice. You'll be fine. Oh, my God. I never uh, thought of that. <laughs> bacon? Bacon is good for you, but you've got to be really, really picky. You should become a bacon snob because the typical <laughs> industrial pork is not good for you, and you shouldn't eat it. Because so it's not grass-fed? Well, pigs don't normally eat grass, but you want a pastured pig. And the problem is that pigs suck at eliminating toxins from their body. So do humans, by the way. We, we share a lot of pathways. So because they feed low-quality food to pigs, the pigs accumulate toxins from the food. And then this is why a lot of pork is associated with, with certain diseases. If you're getting high-quality bacon and you cook it gently, not till it's burned and smoking, you'll get a food high from it. You'll feel amazing. So quality matters most for bacon uh, compared to any other food except maybe chocolate and coffee because those are also high-risk foods. But when they're done right, they're very beneficial. I don't even know where I would get quality bacon, like Whole Foods. Whole Foods carries it sometimes. You need to say, what is the pig pastured? But your best bet is a farmer's market. Mm. And you go there, and, and there'll be someone there who's like a bacon hacker. And they, they raise the pigs themselves, and you know, they probably named the pig. Like, I, I want the bacon <laughs> from Bessie. <laughs> That's the best bacon. That's great. So I, I think then the question is, I should go to a farmer's market and ask people if they name their pigs. And if so, <laughs> then I know that's my guy. Yeah, and, and the names have to be two syllables or less or it's not good enough. And maybe they should be women. <laughs> women pigs. <laughs> Bessie. So, so, Dave, so what are you going to eat today from beginning to end? Well, I'm actually doing bulletproof intermittent fasting today. So I woke up and I had bulletproof coffee. I used my upgraded coffee beans. I pulled two shots of espresso on my La Marzocco machine. For espresso snobs out there, they'll be all, ooh, that's a good machine. And then I mix those with brain octane oil and grass-fed butter. And I'm going to skip lunch. So I might have another one of those, which would be maybe one or two shots at lunchtime, but I'm going to skip lunch. And for dinner, I'm going to have grass-fed steak. And because I live on what is becoming an organic farm, the cow that I'm eating ate the grass from the front of my property and the neighbors raised the cow. And then uh, along with that, there'll be most likely a bunch of Brussels sprouts and probably cauliflower and maybe some butternut squash. You know, it's interesting because for lunch, we just had actually cauliflower and Brussels sprouts, which I... Um... <laughs> wow, I'm so glad you said this because I was thinking we're eating like the starchiest vegetables, but... That's yeah. good news. And um, in order to sort of pan with onions and stuff, I use grass-fed uh, ghee. But the thing is, right after, right, right after I ate that, I got a craving for a cookie. Would you say if you have to have some uh, cookie, have it for dessert rather than breakfast? So I was like, yeah, I'm doing it fine. But uh, I wish I didn't get that craving. Uh, maybe it's because here's, I... Here's what to do. Mm. There's a reason you got that craving. Um, 
you can certainly turn it down. Sprinkle some brain octane oil on every meal, just just a, a teaspoon or two. Just I, I pour it in. Like so, the Brussels sprouts. When you're done cooking them, before you serve them, just pour it on there. And here's the cool thing: brain octane oil is a flavor enhancer. It mm-hmm. activates the fat taste buds in your mouth. But like your taste buds, there isn't a fat flavor, but your taste buds respond differently to fat. So you'll taste more of your food when you do that. So it's a culinary thing. Great. But it helps to turn down cravings. And I think you're overcooking your food. Really? Okay. That could be that could be Dave because I'm I'm Jewish and <laughs> for for centuries we've been known for uh, steaming all the uh, pr- nutrients out of every vegetable and Claudia, very Claudia has taken that habit up. Well, I, I think you're less likely to steam it out because steaming doesn't do so much damage. It's when you cook vegetables in fat, you're basically frying them and you can damage the fat and that damage, and ghee is the right fat to use for that, that damage can cause a food craving. So if you want a cookie after dinner, then see what happens if you steam or water cook the vegetables and you add the ghee at the end instead of at the beginning. Little, little hacks like that are in the book. And it's amazing the difference in how you feel in your food cravings. And the cool thing is if it's dinner time and after dinner, your body is really telling you, look, it's time to eat some carbs, especially for women. Yeah. There's a case for sleep that says, all right, maybe if you're going to have a piece of fruit today, have it for dessert, have a bowl of berries, and you'll be fine. Because what you have today, what we're talking about here, is a very low-carb diet. If all I have is a half a cup of butternut squash and some green vegetables and bulletproof coffee today, I'll have had a vanishingly small number of carbs, certainly under 50 grams. So even if you had a couple of rice at dinner, you won't be in ketosis, you won't be in fat burning mode, but you're still on a low to moderate carb diet. So it's okay to listen to your body, but make sure that it's not a craving because your liver is trying to detox burned protein from from meat that was overcooked. That causes cravings for a lot of people. So So you can just tweak your meals. And here's the thing, when you're doing it right, you should eat and go, oh, I'm so satisfied and then feel that way for at least four hours. Wonderful. I'm going to try that. So, so if t- assuming today wasn't a fasting day for you, what would be, what would be after the Bulletproof coffee, which lasts through noon or whenever, what would be the next set of things you would eat? I would have lunch around one or two. And I usually have soup for lunch because it's fast. And what that is is steamed vegetables. And my fridge is full of vegetables. So I would pick some. I would toss them in a, in a pan with water. Uh, boil them, and then I would take about half the vegetables out of the water, toss them in the blender with butter, brain octane, and I'll oftentimes use the upgraded collagen in that as well, which is kind of like the the lazy person's bone broth. It's the the connective tissue that is completely missing from your diet. I put that in there because it has no flavor and it just disappears. I blend it with spices, and these recipes are in the book, and then I I have that, and Sometimes I have it with uh, ground meat, like grass-fed butter, sorry, grass-fed beef or grass-fed lamb or fish. Mm-hmm. And it takes about 12 minutes to make a lunch like that. And a blended soup with, with a creamy taste and butter like that is so satisfying. It's one bowl. There's not a lot of dishes. And it's fast because it's the middle of my work day. And I will be full for another four or five hours from that because I've got a high percentage of fat and a ton of vegetables and moderate protein from high quality sources. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the template for a meal. 
And then, and then, kind of going into from eating to sleeping. What time do you usually start your bulletproof sleep habits? I start my bulletproof sleep habits around 8 p.m. And that's because I have dimmer switches throughout the house. I dim the lights. And after about oh, 8 or 9 p.m., I will wear orange glasses sometimes. Or I usually go up and I handle some more writing tasks for Bulletproof. And in my work area, I have software that... Yeah, the, the software is called Flux, and it's free. And what it does is it turns your monitor down so that at night you're not staring at a bright white or blue light because staring at bright lights or just having bright lights on your house, particularly those compact fluorescent lights, those are the worst for sleep. And what those do is they turn off your melatonin production for about four hours after you look at them. So if the last thing you do before bed is stare at your your iPhone, especially if it's on full brightness, well, you're not going to make melatonin for most of your sleep cycle. And that will ruin your health over the course of years. Right. And I understand right. even if you cover your eyes, right? Because the light goes through the skin. Yeah, people have a hard time believing that. But there is a great study where they looked at the effect on dreaming of just red and blue LEDs on the skin. We have photoreceptors in our skin, even though we're not aware of them. And your body sleeps amazingly in a pitch black room. So I, we just moved into our house. We're remodeling. And I have ghetto blackout curtains up. I have aluminum foil <laughs> <laughs> on the window. Um, we have curtains ordered. And I sat down with a, our interior decorator. I said, look, if I can see any light at night through the windows, then it's a failure. And, and she got really nervous. I said, no, I actually want blackout curtains. I, I don't mean blackout curtains with light coming around the edges. I want it dark. Mm. So now we have these, these really nice shades that are in tracks. So when you pull them down, you can't even tell there's a window there. Like wow. this is what they're putting in. And huh. it's so important if you live in a city and you're getting city light through your window, you will never have a good night's sleep that you're capable of having as you would if you just hung a heavy blanket over the window or put in a really good quality blackout curtain. Wow. So we do that. I, I sleep in total darkness. So, so um, I want to ask one more question about the book, but then I want to ask also about the business around the book. So, so, and, sure. and, and Claudia, you had a question about the... Well, the thing is, David, you see, I am addicted to sugar. And um, in the book, you talk about sugar not being necessarily that good. And you have xylitol as the first alternative. And I'm afraid that's going to taste like stevia or something like that, because I hate that stevia stuff. It tastes horrible. Uh, so tell me that the xylitol is good news. <laughs> well... You're not alone on stevia. About 20% of people think most stevia tastes bitter. Uh, I'm, I'm like that. Stevia tastes bitter to me. There's a few varieties um, I actually use in some new products that are coming out. I use a little bit of stevia, but it's uh, an ultra-purified form that doesn't come back bitter reaction. So I'm hoping that those meet, meet your requirements. But the mainline sweetener that I use, and it's there like an unfair advantage to the landfills that give you more energy, I, there's xylitol in those. Xylitol is a sugar alcohol from birch trees. So birch sap tastes sweet, and we discovered in World War II in Denmark when there was no sugar, it's like, oh, we could eat this, and they found, wait, our cavities just went away. Like, there's something going on here. And now, like in Korea, there's been a giant reduction in, in cavities because xylitol makes bacteria unable to stick to your teeth. Hmm. And you can use xylitol in a nasal spray even, which will inhibit the ability of bacteria to cause sinus infections. 
So it, it has benefits for you. But when you eat it, it just tastes like sugar, but a little bit cooler. Mm. And the Bold, Bold Truth chocolate, we just launched a, a hot chocolate powder, which has no sugar at all. And we use that in there. And it does taste good. It is the best tasting natural sweetener that is not harmful. There's two things to know about xylitol, and this is really important. Actually, let's make it three things. Number one, never give it to a dog. It tastes so much like sugar that a dog's pancreas releases insulin as if they ate real sugar, and that causes them to get really low blood sugar, and it can actually kill dogs. Wow. And again, some chocolate. So, so no xylitol around pets. If you're listening to this, be really careful because a lot of sugar-free stuff has xylitol in it, and it's dangerous for dogs. But for people, it tastes very much like sugar. And... That's the first thing to do. Second thing is some xylitol, in fact, most of it on the market today, comes from corn, which is genetically modified and made in China. And that stuff will cause disaster pants. It is very rough on the gut, and you don't want to be using that. So you want xylitol from hardwood North American trees. Mm-hmm. How, do, how do you find that? Yeah, how do, is it in the, in the Bulletproof um, website, or how, how do I find it? I don't sell xylitol, but if you do a search for hardwood xylitol, there's several brands. Sometimes you can even find it at, at a place like Whole Foods. Okay. But quite often there's stuff that's packaged to all non-GMO, et cetera, et cetera, but it's still corn-based. You will feel the difference if you use real xylitol. And a lot of the criticism of xylitol that people have is that, oh, it really caused gut problems for me. Like, well, you were eating the cheap stuff, not the good quality stuff. Like, quality mm-hmm. matters so much. Right. So, so what... What's... He has the third one, though. He was going to say ah, three sorry. things. Uh, the third one is that if you have really serious gastrointestinal problems, something called SIBO, small intestine bacterial overgrowth, there is some evidence that xylitol may not be good for you. But I also know other people who have had SIBO who use xylitol because it's way better for you than sugar. So you, you might need to even eliminate that sweetener. But I consider it to be the safest sweetener by far. And thousands of times better for you than sucralose or NutraSweet or any of those other things. Those things are just outright harmful. Those are kryptonite foods on the bulletproof diet. Okay. Okay. So, so, um, you know, in terms of the, the business of all this, how did you, how did you get into the business of kind of, so first you were biohacking on yourself, then you decided, okay, I'm going to start, I'm going to create a business out of this. What was that process like? How's it going? How did you start up? What's revenues like? It, it's an interesting story because I, I am already a, a successful entrepreneur in Silicon Valley. I, I left in January of this year. I, I left my job as a VP at a big internet security company. And I started the Bulletproof blog not to make, to make a big business out of it. I started it because it's not really fair that I was lucky as a young man, and I made $6 million that I lost two years later. But I got to spend $300,000, and I had to spend that much money and 15 years figuring out how to make myself well and then how to make myself, like, upgraded. And I just realized if someone had just come along and said, Dave, here's the stuff you need to know. Just try these first. They would have made this a two-year process that would have cost me $10,000, and it would have changed my life, and I would have had... 15 or maybe even 20 years of, of clear thinking, emotional regularity, and just, just all the stuff that I've managed to build, I could have built it with, with a roadmap. So I started writing my very best stuff. My first blog post was about Bulletproof Coffee because it's the best thing that I know of. I, in that post, explained how to get high-quality coffee 
that was likely to be lower, but not free, lower in mold toxins, but not free of them. So after I found that, wow, people really are noticing a difference. It, it, it's clearly not just me. And I, I kept getting these, these messages from people who were just transformed. Then I said, all right, I'm going to, instead of using coconut oil, I'm going to, to, to talk about MCT. And eventually I standardized on the C8 MCT, the brain octane oil, because it works best. And the coffee beans. It costs a lot of money to create coffee that doesn't have mold toxins in it. And it, part of that process is lab testing the coffee. And I developed a set of labs so that I could always feel good. Because I found I would buy high quality coffee, like single origin, Central American, wash process. And I would drink a cup of it. And then two hours later, oh, I have food cravings and I'm feeling tired and maybe my joints hurt a little bit. Okay, that was coffee that had, that had mold toxin in it. And I throw the coffee away. So I figured out how to make coffee that was consistent and perfect every time, but it's expensive. So I maybe I'll put that online, and so I'll have access to it. Maybe a hundred people also want this coffee, and we'll just be like you know, the, the annoying picky coffee club. But it turns out like a lot of people who can't drink coffee can drink my coffee beans because a lot of the problems that people associate with coffee, like you drink it, good for two hours, then you crash. It comes from these mold toxins; they're invisible, and so people just write it off. But it's controllable. You have control. So I started making stuff that I wanted. Everything on my website was something I wish that I could buy this. Like, oh wait, maybe I'll make it, and someone like me will want it. And it just turns out that the stuff I make, you can feel that it works. So I make the things that I want. That's like that's my secret, and I give away my my best information for free, which is why you can download the the roadmap. It took a couple of months to create this thing. It, it's a ton of info on a single chart. It says what to eat when, what's best and what's worst in stack ranked order. That info is hundreds of books compressed into one thing, and it doesn't. I don't. You don't have to give me money for it. I'll just give it to you because you'll benefit. And you might want to try my coffee. You might not. It's okay. Yeah, that's that, how the business started. We're, we're we're looking at the chart right now. It's 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 great it's actually. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's a work of art. So so so, what's your personal goal with it in terms of um, like I like you you said you're involved with the anti aging group like. Do you want to live to 300 years old, you know, and have $50 million from the Bulletproof business? Like, what are your personal goals with all of this? I want to live really, really well. So it's it's not so much about quantity as it is about quality. And, and running this anti-aging group, I've learned firsthand what being old is, is like. Because I had arthritis when I was 14. And I used to function more like an old person than a young person. But I've also worked with people, and I see what preventative maintenance can do versus trying to repair things. And I've watched heroic efforts succeed by people in their 80s who just totally turn things around. And I've had endless conversations with them, and I, I'm so amazed at, at just the willpower and wisdom that goes into that. But it shouldn't have happened. It's because they didn't know better when they were younger. So my mission with Bulletproof is to take these practices that improve quality of life right now, no matter what your age is, that also have anti-aging benefits, that also have benefits. So if you follow these practices and you decide to have kids, well, your kids are going to have better genetic expression because of epigenetics, and they'll have a lower incidence of things like autism and birth defects. And I want to measurably move the needle on Alzheimer's and autism. And I think by just showing people what makes them kick ass and feel amazing that if you do that naturally and with the right foods, that quality of life improves for everyone. So my, my goal with Bulletproof is not to make a lot of money, but it's to help a lot of people. 
And to that end, I just reinvested um, a substantial amount, like six figures plus, into making my first documentary. And the documentary is about mold in our houses and what this does, because I'm finding these giant things that are affecting hundreds of millions of people that no one knows about. Talking to the world's experts, talk, making the story of it so people can learn about this. And then I, I just wanted someone who's listening now. Oh, there's a leak in my bathroom and everything was soaked for two days, but I, I, I mopped it up with towels, so everything's fine. Oh, and I gained 30 pounds and, you know, I'm sick all the time. Well, there's a correlation there and you didn't know it until you heard this. So maybe you should think about it. And if I succeed in helping people do things like that, using the, the, the social media awareness that Bulletproof has created, I think I'll have made the world a better place for me and even for my kids. That's what I'm doing. And I'll make enough money. I, I already made enough money. I, I was a VP at a big company. Like, like this isn't about making 50 million or, or something like that. This is about, uh, this is about service to be honest. Like I'm sharing what I learned cause it changed my life. And I just wish someone had told me and, and that's my core motivation. Well, I do have to say from our side, and this is like no BS and not trying to, uh, uh, you know, pr promote anything. We've been using the Bulletproof coffee. We've been doing the Bulletproof uh, sleep and some of the other suggestions in the book. And they have uh, made radical changes in our in it our lives. So it's, right away. it's been helped, which is why we really uh, tracked you down for the for the podcast. Like, so we're real excited to have you on here. Thanks for letting me know, and I'm I'm so grateful for that because it changed my life the same way. And it, it's not like you took weeks or months, right? You felt this in a day or two. No, the the bulletproof coffee was that amazing. was like a uh, so lightning hit the house. Yeah, like, and we also have the dirty experience going on well, on I, the first day. That was Claudia, <laughs> not me. But uh, but it was it was fantastic. It was amazing. Yeah, I mean, I have never. I mean, I'm a prolific writer, but 170 pages in a weekend—that that's something I never experienced before. And I was ready to go for more. Like she, Claudia, had to force me to go to sleep. So, uh, so I, I, I did. I did my whole major editing run in five nights. I drank bulletproof coffee. I stayed up all night till like 7 a.m. I sleep from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. And I would just write. I was in a flow state for almost a week straight. And I was drinking bulletproof coffee and taking all my supplements and doing electrical stuff. But next time you need to write like that, take unfair advantage and gab away along with your bulletproof coffee. And there's another layer of performance you haven't accessed yet. No joke. Oh, we're going it's, it's for it. Gonna, it's happening. I'm going to take the GABA right now after Me this. Me too, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for the, for the call to Ellen to get my GABA in. Yeah, and the unfair advantage is coming. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, we haven't ordered the unfair advantage yet. What does, um, what does oh. that do? I'll send you some, and it's it's an ampule, but it tastes good. The gobble wave isn't a good taste. So you, you tear the top up, and you, you drink it, and it increases your mitochondrial function for about six hours. Your brain has the highest density mitochondria. These are the little power plants that fuel all the cells in your body that power them. So when you take it in the short term, you just get more mental energy and more physical energy. It's like a whole body nootropic. But then if you take it regularly, the active ingredient, which we're synthesizing from scratch into a, a new form, it is shown in multiple studies to help you grow new mitochondria. And that's important. So one thing is make your existing engines run better. It's another thing to make them bigger and stronger. And that's what it's doing over time. I take this stuff every day. I'm on it right now. And if you want to write or you want to give a big public speech, you just want everything in your brain to just work flawlessly, you do that and bulletproof coffee. And it, it's like there are upgrades you can do. And there's different systems in the body. 
just like you, know, you can go to your computer, you can add RAM or a bigger CPU or a bigger hard disk. You can kind of change different variables in the body and you can combine those techniques. And like for writing and creativity, there's so much you can do. I, I just love this stuff. Wow. Wow, you should write something just on creative bulletproof creativity. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I think that's that's a great blog post. That's a good yeah. idea. I, I, yeah, okay. I will. I will follow that like a Bible if you do that. <laughs> let me ask let me ask you just uh, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna name like different foods and then I, I know we've taken up a lot of your time, but we were just arguing yesterday about pomegranates when we read it in your book. Right. Like Claudia loves pomegranates and my twelve year old loves pomegranates. Good or bad? You have it kind of in the middle. Well, they're a frustrating food to categorize. And the reason for that is that they're very high in sugar and fructose. And fructose is not something you want to have a lot of in your body. Less than 25 grams, and ideally a lot less than 25 grams per day. So the pomegranate is going to blow that out. But pomegranates are very high in polyphenols, and they help an enzyme called PON1. So they have good and they have bad, which is why they're in the middle. So my advice would be, have it for dessert after dinner, and you're probably fine. But don't eat one of those, you know, those watermelon-sized ginormous ones. Have a moderate amount of it, and it'll be good for you. And um, I like the fact that avocado is high because I I love avocado. So you find finally there's somebody who says something that I like is good for you because usually these diets there's nothing that there's nothing that I like that's good for me. Uh, guacamole. Here's the trick that, that's profound. And there's a recipe for bulletproof guacamole that does this. Take a tablespoon of brain octane and blend it in with your avocados when you're making guacamole, and it changes the mouthfeel. It goes even more creamier than the creamiest guacamole you've ever had, and it doesn't change the taste at all. And put in your oregano and, and lime juice and all that, and you'll, you'll love it even more. So I do guacamole and avocados. I probably have an avocado a day on average, maybe even more than guacamole. Okay, when when you're when it's in guacamole form, what do you eat it with? What's a chip? You mean? Yeah, like well, you, usually people well, eat it with something. I, when I'm on the road, I go to Whole Foods and I buy their their pre-packed guacamole, the stuff they make there. Here's a trick: go to the back of the shelf where the stuff they made that day is, because the stuff in the front of the shelf is old. And I'll buy the large tub of it, and I'll pour in some of my brain octane, stir it around, add some salt, and I'll just eat it with a spoon. Mm. All right. If I'm feeling fancy about it, cucumber slices. Oh, work really okay. well. You can use some carrot or celery, but honestly, there's no reason you shouldn't eat guacamole with a spoon. All right. And yeah, the- you're just talking to a Jewish man who cannot envision this without a chip. So it's very hard for us, and and I got into that too. So, but yeah, the spoon is fine. <laughs> um, you you have uh you have plantains in different parts here. On on fruit, it's down, but on starch, it's okay. Right. So the idea is, is if you want to eat a piece of fruit, you're trying to get fruit that has less sugar in it. And plantains aren't, uh, they aren't that low in sugar and they're relatively high in carbs. So compared to like blueberries or raspberries or a less sweet fruit, that would, that would be, uh, you know, not a bad, but not a great choice. But if you're looking to get starch because you exercise or because you want starch before bed, which is the time you eat it, plantains a safe source of starch. It doesn't have a lot of bad stuff in it. And if you eat it a little bit green, it actually has some resistance to that feeds your gut bacteria. So it's a question of how are you using it. There's a few foods like that. Well, if you're trying to eat a piece of fruit that's low in sugar, it's not a good choice. But if you wanted to have something like that, it would be a great choice. And that's why the, the roadmap looks the way it does. Mm. Well, Dave, this has been great. I really appreciate it. 
the book comes out today. Uh, it's the the Bulletproof Diet. Lose up to a pound a day. Reclaim energy and focus. Upgrade your life. Uh, I'm really excited. I, I hope this book does really well and helps a lot of people. And I'm really excited for for your success with this. Thanks again for having me on. Um, this book has been a, a huge amount of work, and it's my very best stuff. It's changed my life. It's enabled me to have kids. My wife was, was not fertile, but these kind of techniques. So it, it's it's everything good that I know how to do all in one place. Wonderful. Thank you, David. Yeah, thanks again for uh, coming on to, the, on to our podcast. You got it. See you later. For more from James, check out the James Altucher Show on the Stansberry Radio Network at stansberryradio.com and get yourself on the free insiders list today. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.